Hey there, it's one of the Hollywood Kaiju bad boys, Brandon Kirkman, and I'm here up top to tell you we have an email now at podzukipodcast at gmail.com. We are taking your questions, concerns, and erotic fanfiction and reading them online. Wait, podcast. And also, uh, since we got a bit of a small viewership now, we would really appreciate it if you uh, rate and review us on Podtunes. You know, iTunes, but I said Podtunes instead. Anyways... Any review would be great. Five stars, of course, but we need a few so we can start getting more eyes on this pod. Or ears. God damn it. I can't do anything right. Anyways, please email us at podzukipodcast at gmail.com with your questions and rate and review us. We would really appreciate it. Anyways, here's a really good episode. Probably one of my favorites. Render unto Ghidra what is Ghidra's. Ten to one he sees you through a beaker and a tweezers. Read the fine print and be like, what's the big deal? Spun wheels are still since broke wheel, big wheel. Back when it was greasy as curl, now it's easy dread. Had a rhyme on how they used to tease him about his peasy head. Yes, yes, y'all to the beat. Have a ball. I just want to oh, we did, Well, we, we'll explain that later. Yeah. <laughs> it's a gun we have on the table right now. <laughs> <laughs> At the end of each episode, we always try to have our guests kill themselves. Yeah. We're uh, big YouTube stars. We do Russian oh, roulette, but there's only four of us. So. Yeah. One go around. Gotten lucky so far. Yeah. Is that too timely with the YouTube star? Did you guys hear about that? I mean, by the time this is out, no one's going to care anymore. That's true. Yeah. The news cycle will have changed. Stuff. Yeah, this morning, a YouTuber was recording himself in the woods and he found a person who committed suicide and decided to make a video making fun of it. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, that, that Which surprised no one. I mean, that's... He, he specifically went to the suicide forest in Japan hoping to find a dead body. Oh, yeah. oh it was... And, okay. uh... Yeah, and then he tried to make it a thing. It's like, no, I'm trying to spread awareness. It's not like I originally put this video up and tagged it as comedy. Yeah. Which he did. Oh, boy. Yeah, that's, that's not cool. Right. Start yeah. off on a real positive Let's, light. Okay, well, <laughs> we, we, go, we going now? Yeah, okay, yeah. now we're going. Hello, and welcome to the only suicide podcast. Oh, no. We, <laughs> we aren't all podcasts, not true. Sure. Yeah. Uh, can, can we restart? No. I mean, there's been a lot of This American Life episodes where I've been like, maybe this is the one that you're a glass... Is it... I, I always forget. Fuck. If it offends our listener... Then I'm sorry to that person. Yeah. They'll get over it. Okay, well, let me take off my wedding ring because uh, we're about to get real horny on this one, guys. <laughs> that is a really thin wedding band. Yeah, it's a fake one, don't worry. Oh, okay. You got a Cracker Jack. <laughs> no, I actually, uh, it's like a $12 practice ring uh, just so I don't lose the real one when I get it. Okay. Are you, like, afraid about wearing a ring? Because, like, I would wear a ring when I got married, but. Rings yeah. make me kind of nervous because I'm afraid they're never no. I love come fidgeting off. with them. I'm just I lose things so easily that I literally got this as a like okay. I'm gonna see if I can keep this until I get the real one, mm. and I'm really afraid yeah. it's not gonna happen. Fair <laughs> enough, but the real one's gonna be made of like gold, right? Oh, well, that or titanium yeah. or adamantium. It looks yeah. a little loose on you, though, Brandon. <laughs> oh, thank you. I'm a little loose. <laughs> <laughs> what if like she got you like an engagement gauntlet? Oh shit, that that would be really cool. hard to lose. Oh, no. Dude, yeah, that's a, that's you should just point. tattoo a ring to your finger. Oh, yeah, we've talked about that, too. Oh. Isn't that oh. what, very uh, yeah. didn't Pam Anderson and Tommy Lee do that? I don't fucking care. <laughs> yeah. Well, guys, I think that's the perfect tone to set for this podcast. Luke, bring us home. Yes. Hello, and welcome to the newest episode of the only Godzilla podcast that we know of, Podzuki. We will not do research to find out if there's others. <laughs> yeah, we don't care. We want you to listen to us. Yeah. I'm one of your co-hosts, Luke Evans-Flip. 
I'm also one of your co-hosts, Brandon LaCroix Boy Kirkman. I'm another one of your co-hosts, Tommy LaCroix. Oh man, we should be honest, we're all we're all sipping on LaCroix's or old style, which is the same thing. Yeah, basically. I'm, I'm, I'm the hold up drinking beer, but to be fair, I think that LaCroix tastes like water that a fruit farted into. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to get real silly with these bubbles. And What else to make it more special than our special guest? Oh, who's that over there? Hannah Stryker. I just did a really cheesy, like, dead, <laughs> yeah. like, ear thing. Of, like, oh, I was, was like I King supposed Louis. to put LaCroix yeah. in my name? Yeah. Um, Hannah, Hannah La- LaCroix Stryker. Great. Thank you. I thought about it really hard. <laughs> um, another local Chicago phenom, always here to bring the, the heat. Phenom? Phenom? Is that a word still? Bring the heat? I don't know. This one's not like, like me at all. It's a word. Yeah. I don't yeah, want to go. You're almost done with the word. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just got phenomenon. Real, I got real tired after like the first syllable. Yeah, <laughs> little uh, you get it. You, yeah. you, you know. Yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> you know, right? I mean, yeah, of course. And guys, we're back on the Godzilla boat again. Yes, finally. I feel like it's been at least two episodes. Yeah, we've watched the Godzilla movie. We're starting to pace them out, and I'm not doing it on purpose. But I noticed the last one too that we just uploaded today was two episodes away from a Godzilla, and same thing again. I'm trying to space them out, but we watched Godzilla vs. Meglon, a classic from 1973. And this was, oh boy, it was so silly. I really enjoyed it. It was, I feel like we're getting that good, silly, like, sweet spot for Godzilla yeah. movies now. Oh, I liked it because it was pretty short. Yeah. It's like 80 20. minutes long. Yeah. I I liked the parts of it that were just fun monster battles. Yeah. And then nothing else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I feel there was a fair amount of stock footage from older Godzillas, but there's also mixed in with new stuff. Yeah. Sometimes it was hard to tell. Sometimes the film looked older when they were destroying the city, mm. and you never got a good look at the monster actually in that city. I think that was stock footage. Definitely. And like earlier, you could see. Um, well, you called it out. It was from Destroy All Monsters. Like yeah, all, all monsters the attack. Monsters. Whichever yeah. one was the good one. Destroy all monsters. Yeah. Or they're just on the island. They're surrounded by orange smoke. Yeah, yeah well, that was the orange smoke they used to subdue them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know. Do you remember these movies? I, I do. I just, there's, there's no reason for, for the orange smoke being there in this movie. I think it was just supposed to be, like, just dust in yeah. this movie. Well, it's a weird setup where they show basically, like, all of God's little buddies we've gotten used to in the last few films, like, a reason why they're not going to be in this, so mm. it's, like, Angerus and uh, Rodan flying off and getting thrown into cat- cataclysms, is that a Oh, word? yeah, they fall in that into a pool or something, right? It's a big old party pool. <laughs> what if it was a big party pool and they're like, I'm just going to hang here for the rest of the movie. <laughs> Damn. No, I'm, chill, I'm, I'm thinking about later in the movie after when the, uh... That paddle boat gets destroyed. Oh, yeah. Um, before we get into it, I, I didn't ask before we even started, have you seen Godzilla films before, Hannah? Um, I've... Okay, so my mom is a big Godzilla fan. Oh, really? So I've, like, she'll watch when they have those marathons on TV. She'll watch those, and there's been a few times that I've, like, caught a few hmm. yeah. bits here and there. I've seen the new ones. Got a whiff of that Zilla. Well, yeah, <laughs> that Zilla. I had Godzilla shoes when I was a child, like oh, Velcro that's, ones. That's cool. Oh, that's yeah. cool. So that's about my age. Yeah. You didn't even know how to tie those, which is nice. Right, exactly. I feel like 90s was really big for Americans being into Godzilla. Yes, yeah. yeah. Lots of basic cable networks that could get Toho movies for really cheap. Mm. Yeah. 
and would put them on. They, uh, they Sci-fi must, probably did it all the time. I think so, and they must have timed it out pretty well, because I know the reason I got really into Godzilla is because I was also, like, mid-90s. They released all these, like, toys for Godzilla, and they had a bunch of marathons at the same time. Mm-hmm. So I was, like, really getting deep into that because of it. Um, yeah, I, I, they don't really do that as much anymore. I think it's because there's a bunch of just different, uh, I'd say, syndication for who has Godzilla copyrights for some of the films versus the others now. Yeah, mm-hmm. probably also, like... Not great movies. No, they're not. <laughs> what? Hey, listen. Yeah. Not a great podcast for not so great movies. <laughs> <laughs> that should be our new tagline. Oh man, that's the funny thing is like you listen to so many podcasts where like they have the same to be like the best or one of the most like uh, new ones out there. I'm like, no, nah, let's just let's suck forever and just have a million episodes. <laughs> <laughs> that's how you do it, man. Yeah, I mean. I mean, we're not going to be that cool guy who fucking tells you a story you're always enthralled by. We're like a good friend. He's yeah. always just random. We're not you red Lance. We're not getting paid any money to do this. We're just doing this. Oh, I didn't tell you guys? <laughs> yeah. I'm getting rich off this shit. You ain't getting nothing. Yeah, well, possibly. Yeah. Um, so I guess we should get to summarizing this movie. Um, I think... Pretty revolutionary for this time. We were talking about the setup at the beginning where basically Godzilla's left by himself on Godzilla Island, and then they cut to uh, our heroes of the film. Guys, it's the first gay dads in movie history. Very lovely Japanese couple. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, should I? Am I reading too much into it saying that this might be true? Because they never really explain it in the whole movie. They never even talk about their relationship. Well, I'm thinking maybe like they watched Johnny Quest and they wanted to be like that, but they never address it. Yeah. Like, you get the idea that one guy is Goro's race Bannon, yeah. as I said earlier, to, yeah, yeah. to his Benton quest. Yeah. And Roxanne is their androgynous <laughs> Johnny quest. Yeah. I, I think it was very clear in that movie. Roxanne had two daddies. He had race car daddy and scientist daddy. <laughs> um, scientist daddy's Goro, race car daddy's Hiroshi, and then uh, his name was actually Rokuro, but it did sound like they are saying... Just either rock, or Roxanne. Roxanne or Rocky the whole film. Yeah. This is all over the place. But they basically cut to them having a fun gay day on the beach and their son's on a giant duck boat. Well, they're little dolphins. Little yeah. cartoon dolphins. Little cartoon dolphins. Like the, the part you sit on is a giant cartoon dolphin. And then the paddle fins have little smaller cartoon dolphins on the side that look like it just makes it very uneasy. Yeah, yeah. That boat did not work. Yeah, it no. didn't move at all. I mean, just, like, backward or forward. Yeah, it, was, it looked like it was just treading water. Yeah. I mean, I made the point to where if I were on the beach and I saw that thing, I would want to get on it and ride it. Yeah, it looked pretty fun. I would be very curious about it, I'm especially just, if I were a child. I'm just saying, it's a lot of form over function. Yeah. I think the reason they used that is because they had a toy that looked like that, that they used in the later scene when it got sucked in the bottom of the lake. <laughs> so they made a full-sized, functional version of it. That sounds that like the kid could ride. That sounds like the wrong way to go about that. <laughs> like, I'm it, just it saying, make man. more sense to have the full size thing and then to just make a toy of that. Well, I'm not saying they were smart to do it that way. That's <laughs> what inspired them, though. I just think, that way. Yeah. Like, ah, this is how we will begin our film. Yeah. yeah, like seeing a little dolphin boat toy would make more sense than seeing a full size version. I just made. Maybe it's just another thing of the film. Like, the dad's obviously an inventor, and you go to his house, and it's just yeah. like, it's fucking bougie and modern. He has goddamn, 
He has cubes hanging from the ceiling by chains. And cube the house with... is a cube. Yes. Yeah. Cube, cube and cube. He's got dice painted on the sides of the house. <laughs> so you got cube dead and race dead. <laughs> yeah, well, it looks like when you get at, at the bottom level with all the dice, like it used to be like a fun house or something. Yeah, they even had those little stripes you used to see on like old arcades from the 80s and 90s on yeah. the side of it. Yeah, like I'm getting the feeling that this guy isn't like, he's an inventor, but he's like uh, Stu Pickles. He's a toy inventor. Yeah. Did you ever get to see any of like, his inventions during the show? Yeah, like, a couple of them. There's one where he makes that machine that... It's the one when he quits his job as a toy inventor, and he makes invents that machine that's supposed to blow a giant bubble. Wait, you're talking uh, about But it doesn't Stu? work. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, Tommy's dad. Yeah, I remember. But then he fa- finds <laughs> out that like when he gets a job as a lard salesman. Yeah. But then he finds out you put a net over it, because Tommy did that somehow in his adventures. It makes a bunch of tiny bubbles. Yeah. Oh, yes, okay. I love I that remember. we used to have a cartoon based around negligent parenting. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, that's... You look at any cartoon, it's all negligent parenting. That's Tom right. and Jerry, those kids, absentee parents. Yeah, where are their parents? Yeah. <laughs> I mean... That's why they're trying to kill uh, each Charlie other. Brown. Absentee parents. You can't understand. Well, they have a they have a speech impediment. Let's not make fun of their parents. It's me. Are you trying to say that Charlie Brown is a universe where as you get older, you become less easy to understand? Yeah, it's like basically chimps. By the time you hit like nine or ten, you become feral again. I think that's pretty well established. Is it like a reverse? uh, Oh God, what's that movie? The Polar Express. Oh yeah, little bell. Oh, we can't hear the bell anymore. You can't hear the bell as a kid, but you can hear it as an adult. Oh man, that uncanny valley for that. Uh, so that funny. That uncanny valley for that film is really hard to watch still to this day. Yeah. I mean, I it doesn't need to be made into a movie. It's just a sweet little short book. Yeah. But it's honestly, it's kind of past its prime. Yeah. You ever seen Lorax? That needed to be a movie. That needed to be a terrible movie. <laughs> what? What about the Grinch prequel they're doing? Oh, they're doing a prequel? What? Oh, looks like, fuck it looks yeah. like It looks like a little... Fuck yeah! looks like a little kid CGI Grinch. And like, oh. how do you do a prequel of that when by the end of the movie he has to be a dick? Oh man, I'm so excited. Is it based off the weird Grinch baby from the live action Ron Howard film? I don't think so. It looks like it's going to be CGI. I just the poster has been showing up on Facebook. I can't believe you guys haven't seen <laughs> no, it. No, I just, no, I've seen it. I have no theories on how it could be entertaining, though. I know we're watching as soon as it comes out for this <laughs> podcast. Oh, that'll be a fun. Let's deal with this guy. Yeah. Oh um, god. Yeah, getting back. On, well, we're really off the track. We haven't even really started. <laughs> this. Well, if if I may say, we just watched this movie. I remember like four scenes from it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. There. Okay. Like. They're at the lake, even yeah. though it looks more like a quarry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's be honest, it's a quarry. Yeah, the uh, water starts boiling. Or, like, something's going on with the water. There's yeah. some whirlpools happening. Yeah. So, like, the kids out in the water, they have a little tense moment where they have to get him out so he doesn't die. Then they go home. They go home. And they don't... They use. I think it's a weird setup scene where they basically are like, "Hey, that was a weird water thing." That reminds me of these lost cities in the ocean. Like instantly, it's like, "Okay, that's the plot point for this film." Well, yeah, they were like, "Wow, this company can't keep doing this stuff. They're destroying the earth." Yeah, like I think they linked it back to either like dumping or some kind. Yeah, of, they uh, kind of mentioned that once, but when we do see the underwater dudes, they're kind of dicks. Yeah, Luke, it's for for a for a film that's dealing with like heavy handed like environmentalism one and done is all you need yeah <laughs> yeah oh uh, so they get back to their lab and there are some dudes who've broken in yeah yeah 
Yeah. They're like, uh, they describe them as Europeans, but their names are Unit 1 and Unit 2, uh, which is pretty funny. Yeah. Um, well, a, a couple of them are white. Some of the villains are white. Yeah. 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 Um, I think you mean every villain? Yeah. Well, <laughs> that one dude with the haircut, he was Japanese, I think. Yeah, yeah he but was. He, was, he looked really white. Yeah, I mean, he had like a... God, what he had was a white ouvoir like? to him, is that how you say it? I can't say anything. <laughs> What's that word again, where it starts with an H, but you don't pronounce it? I have no Oof idea what you're saying. Hors d'oeuvre. <laughs> he had a real white hors d'oeuvre about it. Yeah. <laughs> Hours divorce. Yeah. I've always wanted to pronounce it that way, but I know it's the, for, it's the forbidden fruit I cannot taste. <laughs> um, but they come into the house, and these two guys are ransacking it. They hit everyone with a gun in the back of the head. Yeah, they're holding the guns by like... <laughs> Where their fingers are like like sitting over the handle and the guard for the trigger, and they use it as like a like a, a blunt club. object. Yeah. yeah. We also find out later that those guns don't shoot to kill; they shoot to knock out. Yeah, which is nice on their part. I mean, yeah. I suppose they could be adjustable, like the phasers from Star Trek, but yeah. they don't mention that. Yeah. And this is a film where they definitely mention a lot of little things yeah. Yeah. instead of showing them. But they have everybody knocked out. And then they run away, yeah, yeah, leaving to show that the uh, uh, casino dad has been building a robot. <laughs> yeah, I like how he's changing as we go. With this. Yeah, <laughs> so, he's a multifaceted dad. Yeah. So don't forget, Ned Flanders' dad is the one who stays behind with uh, Roxanne. Fucking race car dad. He's the one who jumps out and chases the villain. Oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah, he chases oh, yeah. them. That's when we're introduced yeah. to this film's wonderful soundtrack that's just all <laughs> over the place. Like fucking flutes and bongo drums. <laughs> like weird woodwind instruments. It was, it was good music, but yeah. very often off tone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wildly <laughs> inappropriate. Yeah, like the highest action points in this film, there's like a weird jazz flute solo going on most of the time, which is great. <laughs> I mean, we had that like weird beach rock music for a while in the sixty ones, but now they're just all over the place. Yeah, yeah. Well, like, it was kind of like the movie, the like the music from the James Bondish yeah ones. That's true. They they try to go with that vibe because I think, like you said, it's like a race abandon kind of thing. With yeah, them. some like yeah. By the way, I really like that you called him Race Daddy. <laughs> Thank you. That's good. It's, hey, we're keeping it, baby. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Race Daddy chases them down they throw down a fire grenade or something and then he gives this weird look like oh fire my only weakness they get <laughs> yeah. away and then they go back to just having their stupid conversations yeah um you find out that um science daddy is building a robot daddy um <laughs> to share between all four of them and uh yeah he's building the costume from spider-man one yeah okay yeah. this is one thing we should costume. say the robot he's building is going to be one of the kaijus later in the film named jet jaguar if you're familiar with mystery science Theater 3000 i'm sure you know him but we realized as luke pointed out when we're watching it it's helmet design is almost exactly the same as the green goblin costume from like, the just, yeah. just fucking painted green that ears it looks exactly like it yeah it was, I, w- I really like to imagine that Willem Dafoe was inside of that, <laughs> flying around. Japanese Willem Dafoe. Yeah. This was his first acting career when he was like, what would he be, like 14? Yeah, 14. <laughs> he had some money in his pocket, he wanted oh, to go on an international vacation. It was mainly because of the weird grin that it had on yeah. the yeah. front of it. Like a very, like... It looked sinister. 
Yeah, sinister clowny grin. Yeah, it is a little off-putting the whole film. Yeah, and like defined nostrils as yeah. well. Like, just, <laughs> just, yeah, we talked about it. They know what's important. I hey. want this robot to fight and to smell. <laughs> Listen, man, robot daddy gotta breathe. We talked about this earlier. It was either designed by a grade school kid or named by a grade school yeah, kid. I tried looking it up and I couldn't find the information anywhere. I, I got some other good details on the film itself, um, but I'll get into that as we go. I'm I'm gonna see if maybe uh, Martin's kung fu is better with the internet than at mine. Um, but basically, as it goes on, uh, they find this weird, uh, like, red dust left behind the guys when they're building the robot, so they decided to look into it and research it. And then that's when they trace it back to Easter Island, which is, uh, of course, next to Seatopia, which is definitely not a made-up place, but... <laughs> There's really no reason for it to be Easter Island. Yeah, they just yeah. decide to throw Easter Island there, because here's my guess, is that they decided they want to have a theme or set design for Seatopia... And they're like, oh, damn, these Easter Island statues are cool as hell. What if we made them an underwater organization or something like that? And that's what they went with. I have an adjoining theory. They wanted to make this a holiday movie, so it had to be associated with Easter. Okay. Well, fuck you for that. (laughs) (laughs) That's all I gotta say. I I was thinking about that joke earlier, too, so I guess I can't can't be angry about it. Spike Tail is supposed to show up as a villain. Yeah. That the villain from Peter Cottontail was? Yeah. Steel Tail. Oh, man. Those, was those... Uh, those one of the Rankin-Bass ones. Yeah, the Claymation mm-hmm. ones. Yeah. Man, I love the style for those films so much. Yeah. Um, shout out to Monster Party. Oh, we could watch Monster Party for this. Well, what, maybe one day. Um, Wait, is that when those dudes make those characters in video games? Is that... No. <laughs> That's Monster Factory. Yeah. Excuse me, I'm sorry. That one's really fun, though. I'm not oh. sure I know which one Monster Party is. Uh, that's, uh, one of the claymation ones they did for, like, just, uh, basically, like, a Monster Mash movie. It's a really fun one, actually. It's not too bad. Um, but anyways, getting back onto the plot, they figure out that there's this ancient civilization called Cetopia, uh, that's upset about all of the nuclear testing that one unnamed company's been doing, so... Yeah, that looks like... They look kind of like the way the sea monkeys look on the box. Yeah. Like, they look like people, but the way they dress... They have, like, togas and stuff. Yeah. Oh, wait, that's oh. the disco kid yeah, yeah. people. Yeah, that, fuck, that came out of nowhere. Yeah, that was very Yeah, shocking. it really did. Looks completely different from the rest of the movie. <laughs> yeah. it, like, like Luke fucking brought it up. It looked like it was added for the American version, but their lips still aren't matching this what they're saying. This is what it's excited to get back to. This is some good, juicy bits about this guy. Uh, so their king's named Emperor Antonio, and he's... <laughs> Antonio? Antonio. And he's clearly speaking in Japanese. That's because he was a Japanese actor that was popular in the 70s named Robert Dunham. And uh, check this dude out. Get ready for this. Uh, Famous Japanese actor and American actor, because he came back to Siza after like 10 years after this. Uh, famous for being a race car driver, an entrepreneur, and journalist. This dude fucking rules. Whoa. Yeah. This guy had to be a superhero. Yeah. I mean, Robert Dunham. I mean, he did all these things, but none of us have ever heard of him. So. I mean, maybe that's what makes how him a great hero. How great Because he didn't need the spotlight on him all the time. You know? <laughs> like, how great can Brad Pitt really be if he's always trying to get that spotlight on him? Let's be honest. Brad Pitt's yeah. probably not that great. History always remembers. You ever read about Harry Dean Stanton? Yeah. He's pretty awesome. Yeah, that's another good one. We're talking about, uh, oh, who I forgot, Joe Don Baker is another one that I... Yeah, I mean, he was in Walking the original Walking Tall. Yeah. I always liked the sequel to it, which, of course, was Walking Taller. (laughs) 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 Ba-boom! Well, when they give you material like that, you gotta go with it. Yeah, of course. Like that magician movie called Now You See Me. 
Yeah, and they didn't do the it sequ- for the second one. Yeah, the sequel wasn't called Now You Don't. No. Man, what a fucking travesty. <laughs> um, anyways, getting back to Emperor Antonio is tired of Earth, so he's like, hey, let's get a big bug to kill it, everybody on the top. <laughs> um, I'm guessing we're supposed to have an idea that, like, humans have been fucking with them somehow. Yeah, they're... Like the the brief scene they have is like they're getting tired of all the nuclear testing they're doing undersea, and they say it's destroyed some of their civilization. So now that they must wipe out man our mankind for their sins, so it's basically the only exposition we get for their purpose. Movie. I missed all That's of that. Uh, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, really. A good yawn signifies how I feel about the plot too. Here too. <laughs> the, not, the yawn was natural, but it also kind of sums up. Yeah. The idea, like I'm still like I didn't hate this movie, but yeah, it's real cheesy. What was the purpose of it? Again, yeah. like, where's the chase and how do I cut to it? Yeah, and you'll notice we haven't talked about Godzilla yet because he comes in like halfway through the film. He shows up in reused footage in the very beginning mm-hmm. and up until the last 30 minutes. Yeah. It's really crazy. How he's they not seen one. again. Well, you kind of see him before that, but it's just Jet Jaguar going to Monster Island to get him. Yeah. But before that scene happens, the Unit 1 and Unit 2 guys come back. Like, they forgot fucking... Ab- oh, shit, I forgot how they get there. So, the little boy builds a tiny motorcycle. <laughs> yeah, it's a really good scene. The little boy has built a tiny motorcycle that literally is going, I want to say, negative one miles per hour when he gets on it. It's, it's going slower than walking speed. It's yeah. going like slower than his And walking. they show it so perfectly when they first show him getting on, because they don't decide to do a cutaway. It's like, no, let's watch him go off, and it's just literally like, doof, 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 doof. Just like the slowest thing. Like, so slow, you don't know how he's staying on two wheels. Right, exactly. That, in part, is an impressive feat. It's got some type of gyroscopic science in it. <laughs> Um, but the little shit drives off and nobody cares. Um, and then the unit one and unit two drive up next to him, open their car door, and they film it where the kid runs his motorcycle into it, yeah. falls off, and they throw him in the car violently. Yes. Yeah. Like, it, it looked like they really grabbed that kid. I'm gonna yeah. say, now, the whole movie's worth it for that one scene. It's so goddamn funny. Uh, just watching it, it was so great. But they basically bring them back up to the building that they're all staying in, and they have guns up to them where they can't see them, and the kid's like, let me in. No, I can't tell you I'm being held by a gun. They come in, they knock them out with the knockout guns, and they steal Jet Jaguar and run off. So basically, well, no, wait, they don't steal them. One of them, like, ties them up. Yeah, well, they, so they tie up Race Car Daddy, and then they take, <laughs> they take Science Daddy and uh, Roxanne. They put them in a crate. They put them in a crate oh, in the back of a truck. Yeah. Oh, my God. And then... There are these fucking... The guys who are hired to move the crate and dump it, they're real excited to get their money and not real curious about what's in that yeah, crate. They said for like a... was it? Like 10,000 or 100,000 yen? 100,000 yen. Yeah. Like, yeah. Why should we worry about that? We're getting 100,000 yen. Thousand dollars, <laughs> basically. I mean, if you translate to now. So back then, maybe like... I mean, all they had to do was dump a crate into the lake. Yeah. yeah, no questions asked. Yeah, and to the crack in the lake. Even though there's a kid, <laughs> yeah. clearly, like, you could hear in the background yeah. screaming, let me out. <laughs> also, I... The frog on the log and the bump and the hole in the bottom of the sea. Yeah. Was Unit 1 and 2's plan to bring them to Seatopia? Or was it just to they, kill them in a specific place? They put it in a weird way where it sounded like they're going to go down to Seatopia, but I don't know if that's supposed to be, like, figurative speech, like, yeah, they're going to go to the bottom of the ocean and drown, or they're, like... That I feel like they were trying to get them to Seatopia, but but why that that 
crate totally didn't look like airproof or right. like have oxygen in yeah. it. I also, I, I did not like their reasoning for why they wanted Jet Jaguar. Yeah, it's, uh, they needed a robot labor. Yeah, <laughs> so they described the society as being able to produce its own oxygen and create its own sun, yeah. but they're too busy to make robots. Yeah, get your facts together, fucking Cetopia. Well, they don't say it, but they use they, the only they thing say they. That. Well, they do say it. They say they need to help. They need the resources to create an army, but the only thing they use Jet Jaguar for is to lead their actual kaiju that they have, which was their big weapon, uh, Megalon. Yeah. Which is basically just a big, like. What do you call those? Emperor beetles? Yeah, it has that weird kind of like horn on the top and two giant drill hands, which is pretty yeah. cool. Okay. It's a pretty cool that. design, and, yeah. he, and he shoots out turd bombs from his mouth. Yeah, that explode. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I would, I don't know, it's weird because... A bomb usually does explode. Yeah. Luke brought this up too, <laughs> but they have basically the Easter Island motifs all over their cave and palace, so you're thinking like the giant monster would look like an Easter Island statue, but yeah. it's just a giant beetle. Or, mm. yeah, or like his horn would be the Easter Island statue. That would have been cool. Yeah, that would have been very cool. Man. Oh, well. I still said, we didn't see its dick. Maybe its dick could be an Easter Island statue. Yeah, that's true. Point, it just point. points to more like why use Easter Island. Especially when yeah. anytime they cut to Easter Island, it was just really bad. It looked like one of the Monty <laughs> Python cartoons. Yeah. <laughs> like they cut, they printed it on fabric, then cut it up yeah. and put it in front of a light. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's a really good production values all around. Um, but basically, this is when the plot starts moving around pretty quickly. Megalon comes up and he's like, yeah, I'm here to fuck up shit. The army shows up like, yeah, we know. We'll try to stop it. Um, of course, the army doesn't. All of this, the whole time, the crate scene's going on where basically uh, Race Dad gets loose, beats up the other guy to knock him out, and gets Jet Jaguar back into controlling himself. Cause, so there's another thing with Jet Jaguar in the film. It's so stupid to explain. But basically, he's like, I programmed to think him for himself. And that's it. That's like all the explanations you get for... How Jet Jaguar works, or his own, I guess. Oh no, that doesn't come until later. That's true. Oh yeah, yeah. Because yeah. there's still like, this is the main control console, and fucking race car dad beats up that guy and leaves him because he wants to go save other daddy and Roxanne from the crate. Right, yeah. right, right. But right. he just leaves. Well, that now guy his name's there. Captured Daddy. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, Captured Daddy and Roxanne. Yeah. But race car daddy just leaves that guy after beating him up. Like that, that happened several times, right? Is that the first time? It that happened? was the first time that happened. Okay, where he yeah. beat him up and he just left and him in the house with him. the controls for Jet Jaguar right. still there. And then he wakes up and he's like, yeah, yeah, of course. And then, oh, that's one of my favorite scenes too for this film is that he calls Unit Two, Unit One, or Unit Two calls Unit One from the house, and he's like, "They're on your way. They know we're there, and also they know about our origins." And I want Unit One to be like, "Well, how the fuck they find that out, then, dude?" There's no way. Did you tell them the whole plan? Of course you did. Of course you did, you piece of shit. Did you tie him to the weakest wooden chair in the yeah. entire house? <laughs> yeah. No, that's right. It like just breaks the sides yeah. off and he uses them as like weapons against them. The chair looks so weak that if you sat on it and you flexed your ass hard, it would fall apart. <laughs> like, it was so stupid. It was... Oh, boy. I love this film. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I might get ahead of ratings ahead of time before I even get there. I just already know it's going to be like maybe a 10 out of 10. <laughs> uh, I'll explain as we go why. But basically, the only thing that's holding this film back is this whole span right now that we're talking about. Is they're trying to get him out of the crate and it feels like it goes on forever. Because they keep yeah. cutting yeah. to capture Daddy and Roxanne inside of the crate. Going back and forth, <laughs> trying to get loose. They get loose then their head hit against the crate because they're going over bumps, and they just keep cutting to it over and over yeah, again. Well, we're also stuck at a, mo- at a point where there's a big set piece where Megalon destroys the dam. Oh, yeah. 
Which was actually pretty well done. Yeah, mm. it was well done. Just kind of... Get rid of the whole, like, army issues and all that. So basically, yeah. Jet Jaguar is now tasked after... I think this is the second time they knock out the other guy okay, when yeah. Race Car Daddy goes back and tells Jet Jaguar, hey, you need to go get Godzilla on Monster Island. Um, he flies off in his little stupid flying pose. It looks... It, <laughs> I forgot about this. He can fly, and it's the cheapest looking thing where it's literally just a figure on a string. They're just, like, pulling back and forth for the camera. Probably if they ever made action figures for the movie, that's what they use. Yeah. yeah. He does a lot of spins. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. For if no you reason. fly, wouldn't you? Good I know yeah, I would. That, that is a really good point. Yeah. I would too. Spinning would be really fun. For <laughs> yeah. no, he, top of the list. They, yeah. they programmed, like, this guy knows what's fun. Alright guys, what's our top <laughs> list of top three things to do if we could fly? Uh, number one, flash everyone. <laughs> well, I mean... <laughs> okay, so you're the next Louis C.K., I get it. <laughs> I think my number one would be to fly really fast. That's good. That's Thank good you. One. Number two would be fly medium speed. <laughs> Those don't count. I mean, what is the number thing? What, well, let me get thing, number three. What would you do if you could fly? I would fly. Yeah. <laughs> number three, fly a little slower. <laughs> can, can I give my legit, like, number three things I would do if I could fly? Yeah. Um, if I could fly, I'd go to a really tall building really fast. Nice. Um, I would poop on a bird. Nice. Show him who's boss, finally. <laughs> top of the animal kingdom, top of the poop tree. Nice. If I could fly, I would go to the top of a building and jump off it. Yeah, and, and not fly. You just, <laughs> just hit the floor. <laughs> <laughs> well, the the ultimate alt comedy bit. <laughs> <laughs> only problem is you can only do it once. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. If I could fly, I would just get rid of my bike because I wouldn't, you know. Nice. Very practical person. Yeah. yeah. Oh, third thing, I'd, I'd put on a flash costume and then have people yell at me for doing it wrong. <laughs> that's pretty good. Some comic book nerd would be looking up, and be like, "No, that's not how it works." <laughs> uh, shout out to Jamie Carbone. Uh, <laughs> R.I.P. Jamie. I'm not gonna even mention it. I just want to see if he listens, so I can get an angry tweet about it. <laughs> Love you, Jamie. Um, so anyways, to get back on track, the, of course they get loose. The truck... Oh yeah, the truck guys who were assholes to begin with. Um, okay. When they get loose from the truck, finally, uh, Race Car Daddy catches up, gets them free. Megalon shows up to crush the truck, basically. And the two assholes driving the truck jump out, steal Race Car Daddy's race car, drive off, and then that's the end of them for the whole film. Basically, they just get to be these eternal assholes that never pay any come up. And I got confused. Why did they kick out what's-his-face unit? Oh, because, unit? because he was insistent <laughs> that they take them to the uh, the crevasse to oh. drop the thing. And they were like, and they were like, wait, can't we just drop this in the dam? It's still going in water. Okay, yeah. okay, yeah. okay. And what I love about that is so even quickly. after they push that guy out of the fucking van, they still go to the dam to dump it <laughs> yeah. instead of just dumping it a little bit down the road like on dry land. Yeah. Well, they probably assumed it was like illegal substances that needed to be disposed. But that also shows they were trying to get them to Seatopia. Yeah, that's true, I guess. We solved the mystery. And everybody knows how to get to Seatopia. It's right Although, next to Atlantis mm-hmm. and right next door, you've been waiting for this joke the whole podcast. Yes, Fruitopia. <laughs> I thought you were going to say it's like right underneath uh, Jimmy Buffett's Margaritaville. Oh, nobody will ever discover that. It's the most hidden treasure of them all. <laughs> Cheeseburger in hell! <laughs> oh man, that would be a good parody for... Uh, <laughs> I forgot his name for a second, and then I remember his Weird Al, but I wouldn't say William Shatner for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where my brain is today. Um, so anyways, Race Daddy and Science Daddy are reunited. Roxanne's happy. They go back. They Like I said, they 
Tell Jet Jaguar, hey, this big uh, bug's out. We need to get Godzilla. Yeah, out. well, uh, Inventor Daddy has, like, a little talkie box. Oh, yeah. That if he's in close range of Jet Jaguar, will override his huge computer at home. Yeah, yeah. His, his sweet disco medallion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, I should mention this time, for just a little fun continuity, uh, Emperor Antonio, they cut to a scene where it's like, hey, call up... Uh, Space Nebula M to get them to send over uh, Gigan to give us a hand, which was the aliens from the last film, so good news for them making that universe all together here. Uh, but anyways, Gigan's on his way now, so he can help out Maglon. I actually do like that it kind of shows the aliens are somewhat competent. They're like, well, just in case a Godzilla gets in the mix, let's get a second guy. But they're not aliens. They're just people who are in a thing under under the ocean. Right, no, well, they Where was call... Gigan at the end of the last movie? Yeah, they played... Emperor Antonio placed a call to Space Nebula M to be like, hey, send over your boy. But I'm saying, why are they helping the Cetopians? Because they're, like, futuristic and shit. I don't... They probably want to bang those space ladies that look like futuristic Ku Klux Klan members, yeah. as Hannah was saying during we were watching it. Um, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah. Stop trying to find logic in this film. Yeah. There's barely any. Drive yourself mad. I mean, it was kind of like, like, Guy Gain shows up, like, a lot of these movies seem like, well, you've got this new monster. Isn't he supposed to be the bit new big bad? Yeah. How is he going to look that intimidating if he needs his bigger brother to come and help him? Yeah, yeah it's the King Ghidorah, I feel like, effect in a lot of these films where basically, like, you have the new Godzilla monster, and then usually King Ghidorah comes and help, and you're always like, damn, King Ghidorah looks cool as hell. <laughs> and you forget about the other guy. <laughs> yeah, King Ghidorah is way better than any of the other monsters. Yeah, which means we yeah. can play the King Ghidorah sound <laughs> yeah. now in this episode. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so this is when the plot suddenly, like I said, starts to move along. They basically, uh, Jet Jaguar is fighting Megalon for a little bit. Gigan shows up, and of course, uh, Jet Jaguar is getting his ass kicked. Well, I mean, you're getting a little ahead of yourself, because first, they have Jet Jaguar is not listening to instructions, because Godzilla's on his way. Yeah. Apparently, Jet Jaguar just decided to become independent. Yeah. And to where he could rewrite his own programming. He gets to where Megalon is, then he rewrote his programming to where he could become giant. Oh, right. Oh, yeah, I forgot a, about that part. Actually, <laughs> I, I was immediately angry with that. And you brought <laughs> up like, I bet Jack Jaguar changed his programming to fucking be able to become giant. And then that is immediately what they said in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, they'd said it before, too, that he was able to change his own programming. Why yeah, but that... I, I know I, that's I, not how programming works. Yeah. But, <laughs> Maybe like you can't why, program your computer to become giant. Maybe this is why all those fucking nerds are so afraid of the singularity happening. Because when robots can gain consciousness, apparently they can do whatever they want. Ro- Roko's Basilisk? Yeah. Like, as soon as singularity happens, your laptop's like, I want to be a chainsaw now. It just turns into a chainsaw. Oh, man. Oh, I love this film so much. It was a very good movie for making fun of it. Yeah. yeah. We usually we're, we'll crack jokes, but... And this one, they float a little bit easier than usual. Yeah, I think it's that definitely sweet spot. I can understand why uh, Mystery Science 3000 did this one, which is a pretty good episode because it's super fun to make fun of. Um, but yeah, so we finally explained where the movie is when I got ahead of myself. But basically now, Big Jet Jaguar is fighting Meglon. Meglon, they're having a decent fight. Gigan shows up. He's overwhelmed. Then finally Godzilla gets there, and they have a really goofy fight. Like at one point... The tides turn, they beat the shit out of Gigan. And like all other films, I always like this about Gigan for character trait. He's a wimp, so as soon as he starts getting beat up, he just flies off. <laughs> and then Megalon's left by himself. 
So then Jaguar grabs him from behind the arms, and then Godzilla just starts fly-kicking into his stomach over and over again. (laughs) Well, these fights were completely incomprehensible. Yeah, they were. Basically, the physics just went out the window. Quick cuts, there would be, like, close-ups of Godzilla or one of the other monsters. Really, like, shake the camera around. Because, like, I guess they just had really bad choreography, and they were like, we gotta make something out of this. Let's just include quick cuts. People won't realize that... The fights don't make any sense. What a great way to describe the entire film. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I fact, also, I love how long it took Godzilla to get there. Like, he's yeah. just, like, in water for a long time, and then even when he gets there, he's just walking. Like, no, like, yeah. no sense of urgency I in mean, this guy. Considering you know. where Japan is relative to, I guess, where Monster Godzilla Island is, he got there really fucking quick. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's we why know. it's such a lackadaisical look. He's like, yeah, I'm going really fast, dude. Whenever I get there, I get there. <laughs> we know where Monster Island is in relation to Japan. I mean, they were talking about it being near Easter Island, and I'm pretty sure that's not near Japan. I mean, I'm pretty sure after World War II, Monster Island's America. Okay. You gotta let that one sit a little bit, Just guys. Think about it. <laughs> quality. Quality, Brandon. Thank you. That's a, that's a spicy a social commentary. <laughs> Thank you. Um, the monsters get Jet Jaguar and Godzilla surrounded by Heart of Fire. Yeah. It was a heart. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was beautiful. It was a very they romantic their, movie, really. They planned it for their anniversary. Yeah. Yeah, it's... Uh, it's what, if, what if that was just a very opaque, overly complicated way for Race Car Daddy to tell Science Daddy, hey, I remember. happy anniversary. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> I really do like painting it that way because they never really bring it up in this film, and I like to think that it's way more ahead of its time than we're giving it credit for. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's. I feel like we can summarize it and get to the end of the film pretty quickly now because Megalon gets his ass beat, and he kind of basically runs off to. They never really show that, which is kind of weird. Not even. Like, and yeah, they both. Uh, no. Uh, Guy Gan flies away, yeah. presumably back to the Space Nebula, but uh, Megalon falls back into the crack. Right. Lake and goes back to Seatopia. They close all the exits. Yeah. Close all the exit points. <laughs> they announced twice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But the second time's the money shot because they show those right. craters going right in and sewn it up. In case you forgot. What's yeah. Happening? Yeah. They're like, I guess we won't fuck with Seatopia anymore. <laughs> yeah. And what a, this film has no message or moral because it's really weird because we accidentally bombed them. So, of course, they're upset. So, they're like, yeah. well, we're going to get you back. And then we get Megalon taken care of, and then they're just like, okay, well, I guess it was all for naught. Who hey, cares? Here's the message. Have better monsters. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. But yeah, we uh, we finally get to the end of the film. Uh, Race Car Daddy and Science Daddy embrace each other lovingly. That's not actually a joke. There's one scene where like, they're right next to each other, like arm almost like around, and it's like a really lovely They, they shake hands yeah. a couple of times. Oh, and uh, fucking Jet Jaguar and Godzilla shake hands. After <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, what, that's what I was talking about. Yeah. That's, a good, oh, that's a good business relationship. That's another thing right we there. didn't bring up, too. Godzilla in this film, he's real cute looking. Dude, <laughs> yeah. Like, they made him like look almost kind of more cat-like than usual, but he's yeah. just a real darling in this. Well, he's even more of a hero than he is in any of the other ones, because they just immediately like, Oh, we need Godzilla to save us. Yeah. He doesn't destroy a single building in this yeah. movie. Yeah. I mean, there are no stakes in this movie. This is like Godzilla five years after AA. Like, it's like, really taken... <laughs> yeah. Megalon destroys a city that's been evacuated. Mm-hmm. Which, okay, property damage, that sucks. The rebuilding, that's gonna suck. People mm-hmm. losing all their worldly possessions, that sucks. But... Well, as a Buddhist. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> as a Buddhist... <laughs> You could, you could lose them. Yeah. It's just... I don't know. It's... 
like I was saying earlier, where's the chase and how do I cut to it? What, yeah. the, what is the point of this fucking movie? There's no point to this one. I really like it, but basically Jet Jaguar then shrinks back down because he can do whatever he wants now. Who cares? Yeah. He's basically a god. And he decides to be a slave again. Too, yeah. Which is... Now there's the real, like, weird philosophical debate we can get in there is, like, I guess the guy with his own free will wants to be controlled in the long run. Yeah. Uh, the uh, willful prisoner. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Maybe this film is deeper than we thought. <laughs> And then they just cut to basically them walking off, and they say, like, oh, I guess Jet Jaguar is done now. He'll be here to protect us if we need. Yeah. They put that stupid kid on his shoulders. and the Yeah, kid's he's like, there to out. never show up ever again. Yeah. yeah. I think same with Megalon. I think it's the only film he's in, too. Yeah. He might be in a future one. Well, I brought this up. This was the, this was the prequel to Three Men and a Baby, right? Yeah, exactly. This is where they became the three men. Well, you and see, I Roxanne reverted into a baby. Yeah. <laughs> we talked about how this was the time when, like, Ultraman and Super Sentai were like huge. Oh yeah. So I was thinking that Race Car Dad was gonna end up being Jet Jaguar. Yeah. Especially that one scene when he found that button. Yeah. That turned out to be made out of some yeah. that that sand stuff. I thought that was like a gem, like a maybe that was like a first draft thing, and they decided mm. to scrap it as they started filming or something. Because it does yeah. seem like they had a lot of the shots that would kind of establish that. Yeah. yeah well, the first time we see Jet Jaguar, there's no head on it. Yeah. Uh, it does look just like a power suit. Yeah. Oh right. This, yes. this film could have been so many things it wasn't, but I still love it. <laughs> but yeah, so basically that's the film. So uh, I think that brings us to our favorite thing, guys, our rating system. Oh wait, before we do that, what? Shouldn't, shouldn't we do Moth Paul's Drag Race? Moth Paul's Drag Race! Oh shit, we didn't do Mother What are we doing? 2018's on a bad start. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, we'll cut to the jingle. Uh, each episode we have what we call Mother Paul's Drag Race, which is where we talk about the fashion of the film. Uh, which would be, I guess, an understatement to not do it in this one, because there's a lot of good dresses Ooh, yeah. in this. I got, for me, I got three main points. Okay. Uh, race car daddy looking fly as hell he had all like, the time he had a well, the first thing he had like he wore a, leisure suits yeah, yeah a leisure suit where it's like this plaid white stripe pattern some like black shoulders on it and these nice like elbows on it and then a nice turtleneck and some smooth slacks he was uh-huh. looking good leisure suit daddy Le- oh leisure suit daddy I love that game series <laughs> Um, point number two, uh, Seatopia, uh, as you brought up earlier, um, Disco KKK. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Which is a great band name, too. <laughs> and only the, only the president is wearing a toga. No one else is, everyone else has like weird, right. either just modern clothes or spacey clothes. Yeah, only me get toga. You <laughs> <laughs> should have said that at least once. <laughs> <laughs> and, okay. And number three. Uh, Roxanne's shorts are way too short. Oh, yeah, yeah you could see a little booty. Yeah, a little, a little boy booty. Just <laughs> yeah. like the way that everybody wears their shorts in Japan, yeah. I feel. It was a, a big thing back in that time frame, because we had the same thing with uh, All Monsters Attack when we had the uh, latchkey kid having all those weird dreams. Just because it was a thing that happened doesn't mean I had to like it. It's, that's a good point right there, buddy. <laughs> Um, I would say one fashion I'm only about either two is Unit 1 and Unit 2, the henchmen. Uh, The guy in the black one, I realize, is almost the exact outfit for the school uniform in Persona 5. Of course, course I gotta bring a Persona, I'm sorry. They're dressed kind of like the Citadel people from uh, Hunger Games. Oh yeah, that's true. Mm, I can see that too. Um, But yeah, so, getting back, finally on track with the rating system. Guys, it's 2018, it's time for me to change it. Now, Hannah, you might not have listened to past episodes, which is fine. I wouldn't either. Um, 
but I have a really long, arduous thing I was doing where basically it was 10 out of 10 non-Gadzukis or Gadzukis. That's ridiculous. we got to make it more simple. <laughs> I want to do this out of one out of a million Rodans. <laughs> I'm going to give this film 8,730 Rodans out of one million Rodans. Wow. Rodan's a fine guy, by the mm, way. Okay, yeah. <laughs> sorry, sorry to Rodan explain it there. <laughs> you can really give it any No, that's fine. Any yeah, you can you just want. give it anything. I'm not going to do that. Yeah, I, don't, I think I'm going to drop this bit next episode. <laughs> <laughs> you I'll figure it out. Every episode, Brent. <laughs> I'm only here to make people suffer, and I do a good job. You do. You're a good host. Thank you. Oh, it's same to you, buddy. I'll give it uh, two and a half out of five stars. Ooh, fair. Uh, I would say I almost said fair, and then I thought, no, I like this a lot. I give it. I'd say if I was using your system, I'd say three out of five. I mean, I made my decision. I want don't you to try. Have my decision. Don't try and negotiate it. <laughs> what if I gave you? How about how about how about how about this? Two stars. Okay. No, five. no, I got stuck negotiating. Yeah. <laughs> I'm shooting myself in the foot. No, Brandon, you just put your review higher. That'll two out of five stars. Out. Mine's two million out of one million now. <laughs> Rodans. Uh, I'm a baby. <laughs> I want to give it a hundred thousand yen out of a hundred thousand yen. Oh my goodness! Yeah. Uh, I really liked it. This movie's making profit. Those guys are getting their full paycheck <laughs> yeah. and a little extra. Uh, <laughs> yeah, was it ten thousand or hundred thousand? I can't remember. No, it was, was a hundred thousand. Okay, I went. Yeah, because we were like, right. wow, these guys are willing to murder for a thousand dollars. That's right. That's yeah. Okay. I mean. That's a good price. Yeah, I know. Well, they didn't know bad. they were murdering, murdering anybody. They, they probably just thought it was a bunch of... about the box. I mean, they didn't ask any questions. Wasn't that weird when Brad Pitt showed up and he's like, What's in the box? <laughs> Man, I hate myself this episode, but it's a good one. <laughs> uh, I'm going to give it uh, 6 out of 10 Godzukis. Huh. It's alright. Okay. Yeah. Again, I do not remember a ton of this film, and we just watched it. Yeah, uh, yeah, really. I enjoyed this one. I think more than you guys on this one, but maybe it's just because it's so wacky and campy. It's always mm. my sweet spot. I feel like um, I really enjoyed it too. I feel yeah. like it was a non Godzilla movie that they decided to put Godzilla in. Yeah, I think later. he was really shoehorned in for sure. Yeah. yeah, I mean the ending really sealed it for me, you guys. Oh yeah, oh, the, yeah. the theme song of that. We will play that <laughs> at the end of the episode. We were laughing it was hard, beautiful, because it was just oh like <laughs> just like. Well, they never through. really say Jet Jaguar. It's like Jet Jaga. Jet Jaguar. 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 Yeah. I thought Jaga. Jag Jaguar. Really. I missed a lot of. <laughs> Roger <laughs> Ram Jet. They're talking about their favorite TV series and their favorite type of animal. <laughs> Jag Jaguar. Um, God, I gotta stop this. <laughs> um, so. This brings us after our ratings to our favorite segment. I, I think I say my favorite segments every segment when we bring it up, but stupid games. Quit playing stupid games. Um, as you noticed earlier, Hannah, we got out these nine volt batteries because every episode we all lick a nine volt battery. Licking a nine volt. Ask your parents for permission. I have this one set aside because we haven't licked this one yet. Oh, how And then nice. I have another one that Luke's licked, so we'll share that one. Uh, but yeah, basically every film, somebody gets electrocuted or there's some electricity in every Godzilla film. So to celebrate, we decided to make a game where we have our guests lick 9-volt batteries. <laughs> have you licked a 9-volt ah, battery? I never have. This is a powerful one. Oh, you, 
<laughs> oh, that was really powerful. Um, I should explain because we've had a few people who haven't done it before. Fuck. It doesn't hurt. hurt. Almost. Okay, just. <laughs> 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 oh fuck this! The most perfect comedy ah. I'm suddenly very scared. <laughs> no, it's good. It's good. It's good. It's good. But as I was saying, and instantly contradicted on. If you don't want to, it's perfectly fine. Well, I didn't know yellow belly. Well, you're using that. <laughs> I mean, you are a gang leader, so. That's right, yeah. Leader of the dang gang. All right, here we go. Do I just do it now? You just, yeah. You yeah. just do it? Here. Just like well, you, you do it at the same right time. Right yeah. Uh, this is a strong one. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let me see that thing. Yeah. I, should, I think the reason this is so fun is because people who haven't done it early enough a few times, it's not a... So much a painful feeling unless you do too long, like Luke. But it's a really weird one. Yeah, I still taste. Ah, it. It's wow. Still in my mouth. Yeah, yeah it's a strong it. boy. Yeah. I'm try this one. Yeah. What is? This one's pretty strong too. They're different <laughs> brands, so. Yeah, we got oh, a bit stronger. You know what, guys? We should do some sponsorships. So I'd like to say, uh, Podzuki is brought to you by Sunbeam, a knockoff brand from the dollar store, and then uh, the old classic Rabel. Please, please bleep those out. Oh yeah. I can't support these companies. <laughs> After what they've done. I think I said their company wrong, actually, too. I did. I made up a brand <laughs> called Volt, by the way. <laughs> Sunbeam, yeah. Oh, that's a good theme song. Oh, we yeah. got a new jingle, too. Sunbeam, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Super heavy duty. Oh, man. Uh, well, that's our first great game. Our second one, which I think you're pretty excited for, um, of course, is what's the deal with these kaiju? What's the deal with kaiju? What's the deal with these kaiju? What's the deal with these kaiju? Another great jingle. Um, as you can tell, <laughs> it's our appreciation for both the Seinfeld theme. That no, way, it's not that I saw. That's just something Jerry Seinfeld... I'm really loose this episode. <laughs> Anyways, we debate what a kaiju and a kaiju isn't. So, as you know, kaijus are large monsters from Japanese films, but they can be from any film now. Um, so, our ongoing list of things that we've debated that are kaijus. Uh, so, things that we've decided are kaiju. Um, we've got American capitalism. Uh, Luke. Uh, <laughs> He's Jerry being Seinfeld, real mean episode. Beetlejuice. Uh, things we have decided are not kaijus. Uh, Galactus. The Beverly Hillbillies. The Monkeys. Shrek, and then third list on here, we just have Jews, which we have Jesus, Jeff Goldblum, and Zords. We should add Aaron Klopfer to that list, too. I will add Aaron right now. A good old Klopfer classic there. <laughs> He's just really Jewish. I feel so weird every time we bring this up. I feel very bad you don't want to add me to this list. Am I not Jewish enough for you? I mean, you can be. Just put yourself... You're the controller <clears throat> of the list. So you just put the top of the chopsticks, like, on yeah. there? Yeah. Oh, I have a little oh, fish that you can put chopsticks on, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> I've, been, I've been curious about them all fucking night. It's a weird Christmas gift I got from somebody. Yeah, well, I'm wondering, like, what's that little... It goes up a little bit there. Yeah. Is that supposed to help? Yeah, it holds it up so you don't get soy sauce all over the table. So wow. the top goes right there? Yeah. This is our new game, by the way. Describe the object on the table. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. Well, no, I'm going to have a jingle for that. It's going to be a new game. Yeah. From <laughs> um, anyways, but... Uh, you had a, I think you had said you had four kaijus you wanted to debate this episode. I well, no, I don't know if I want to debate all of them. I, I just it's Ooh. a list of four, and I'm gonna. So someone, uh, someone, give me a number between one and four. Three, six. 
Three? Okay. <laughs> uh, so a kaiju we're debating this time around. Uh, Bowser from Super Mario. Oh, wow. Is Bowser a kaiju? All right, well, here's my... I'm, gonna, I'm not going to even wait for you to finish. I'm just going to get right into it. All right. He get really big some games. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's exactly what I would agree on. I rest my case. <laughs> I don't know. He's he's a literal king. Yeah. Whereas like King Ghidorah, they just call him king. I feel like that's a bit too much self-awareness. Are you saying LeBron James is a king? Probably not. I don't know where was he born. I I also don't know. In Mississippi? I think it was America, and I'm pretty sure we don't have kings in America. Not that you know of. Yeah. Sounds like someone's not looking at the government. I mean, his name could be King, but it isn't. It's LeBron. What about King from Tekken? Oh, he's man. a he's a Jaguar man. Yeah. Yeah. Just like. Andy is it a mask or is his head like? Does he literally it's a have mask. a Jaguar? It's a mask. He does. He's basically supposed to be like a luchador. Yeah. Oh, well, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking yeah. about... Yeah, Brandon, can we cut this part out? I went on a weird tangent. No, we're keeping it, baby. Yeah, we're talking about Bowser. Yeah. Wait, are you saying we never go tangents on this podcast? No, I'm saying we do it a lot, but of this one is just not interesting. So, uh, yeah. we were, I, you brought this up in the car earlier, and I think I even told you, like, no, I do not consider Bowser a kaiju. Good, I'm glad you're wrong, Luke. All right, Hannah, what do you think? I don't know. I don't know. What are the parameters? Let me see. My knowledge of Bowser may be a little outdated. Yeah, that's true. Uh, well, basically, you just decide if it's a big old monster and you think it's a kaiju or if it's not. I, I mean, think it's, he's a monster, right? Yeah. I mean, he's yeah. a monster, sure, but we, not all monsters are kaijus. We, we but up, not all kaijus are monsters. Makes you think. I don't know. <laughs> there's a scene in Super Paper Mario, I guess, where he gets a super mushroom and he just destroys everything. That's very kaiju-like. Yeah. He's inspired by kaijus. Ooh, a new list inspired by kaiju. Uh, I don't want to make another list. Okay, uh, no kaiju then. <laughs> to save uh, you some time on that. Um, so he, did, he 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 hatches schemes. And you these other fucking kaijus, they're doing tag team wrestling moves. They're fucking taunting. You don't think they can think of things beforehand? Can they build a castle? Probably. They You're have given air- the time and like materials to do it. They have like a mm-hmm, mm-hmm. little airship that only fits them with a clown face on it. I mean, probably Could they do that. I might vote still no. Yeah, I'm gonna have to say no just because I feel like Luke made a really good point about clown ship. I'm also gonna say no just to jump on the bandwagon. I'm have sorry. you guys I'm ever played Super Mario? <laughs> He's fucking huge in that Dude, one. Dude, I didn't play it. I fucking lived it. Well. <laughs> 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 I think that puts that to rest. And I was a little late with that. Yeah. that it still works. <laughs> I wish there was a visual element where we could have the little cut of the Bowser face going out. I, I like oh, Kefka's yeah. laugh. <laughs> Man, Kefka would be a good argument. No, he was not a kite. Well, maybe, maybe the, the well, the end he I, becomes a god. Yeah. yeah. So, and what is God but the ultimate kaiju? How many kind was? I mean. What did God create? We talked about oh, that in the nice. Solo episode. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Well, I think we should probably skip doing the third Margaritaville one and just get to our recommendation. Oh, pop culture, I forgot at the time. Man, I'm really loose this episode. Yeah. I think it's because I had a slightly poop, too. So I'm like, <laughs> just like, come on, bring it, go. Um, but yeah, so this was filmed in 1973, uh, which had a lot of things going on. We always like to do a little recap of what's going on that year. You know, for all of our history buffs out there listening to this podcast. 
podcast for some reason. Um, but uh, this is a good year. You have your second term for Nixon getting elected. Oh, shit. Nice, right? That means good. we could have two years, uh, two elections of Trump. Let's think about that. Mm. Uh, you also have Roe versus Wade happening and making abortion finally legal. Kind of, sort of. You, we don't need to get into that, guys. Mm. Um, you have the end of the Vietnam War, which is kind of fun. <laughs> <laughs> and you have the release of Dark Side of the Moon, which if you play... Matches up with this episode exactly. <laughs> That's true. Check it's it out. You turn the volume all the way down. Play <laughs> like, Dark Side of the Moon. It matches up perfectly. Yeah, it matches up perfectly. It's almost creepy how well it works. No. Uh, Pablo Picasso died. Thank God, finally. Asshole. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Sears Tower is built. Uh, good Chicago landmark for us boys out here in Chicago, uh, but also was the tallest building at the time when they built it. Um, yes, it is the Willis Tower now, but hey. Fuck you for bringing that up, imaginary yeah. listener. And then uh, finally, you have DJ Cool Herc becoming the first person to pioneer hip hop. That's a big debate, though. We don't need to go down that either. <laughs> and then finally, guys, Watergate. That's right. Nixon, second term gets elected. Watergate happens right away. I love their cake. Yeah. Watergate cake? Yeah. Is that actually a thing? Yeah. You've never had Watergate cake? No. You make it with, uh, like, you put seven up into the batter. Oh, damn. And it's got, like, uh, green whipped cream icing with coconut and cashews in it. Or maybe it's really maybe, made it's up. Actually, <laughs> yeah. It's on, it's not cashews. It is, it is a total real thing. Look up Watergate cake. Well, also, I don't know that it has anything to do with Watergate Hotel well, wait a second. or Nixon. Was was that recipe on the missing seven minutes of the Nixon tapes? <laughs> yeah, that's where the seven minutes are. It's just something my mom used to make all the yeah. time, and they'd called it Watergate cake. I kind of want to try that. It does sound really good. It's a good cake. I'm a fan of any type of cereal. I'm not a fan of almonds, but... Wait, it's got almonds and cashews, you said? I said cashews, I meant almonds. Oh, okay. I we like, knew wow, you meant almonds, many though. nutted cakes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I feel like that dovetails us perfectly into our recommendations. said you had a bunch of recommendations oh no there's kaijus here yeah i got a bunch of kaiju to recommend yeah well that's true i feel like one thing i'm gonna get on that recommendation train right away is i'm gonna plug my own that's right a recommendation plug i'm a piece of shit i start a newsletter and every week i put it out on thursday that's comedic writings about the <coughs> with a drawing that i do because i do art too mm-hmm. and you can find it at tinyletter.com slash Fuck, well, I forgot where I put it. <laughs> it's either tinyletter.com slash Kirkman Brandon or tinyletter.com slash Brandon Kirkman. If you really love me, you'll try both. I mean, you're yeah. editing this. You can go back and fix this later. Oh, no. That sounds like work. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, that'd be funny if I put the weirdest, most like artificial like clip I could in when I figured that out. Um, but yeah, check out my recommendations and newsletters, and you should check out my newsletter. <laughs> Well, my recommendation is Mario Rabbids. My brother got it for me for Christmas, and it's really fun. You kind of unexpected how much I enjoy it. I like it more than Mario Odyssey. So, there's that. That's I look, it. I looked over to Martin to see if he was seething when he said that, because Martin really likes Mario Odyssey. Uh, my recommendation for this week is going to be follow Brandon Kirkman on uh, Twitter. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> He is the hell yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah. He's the kind of guy who will very clearly um, 
just make 50 fucking jingles to go into a podcast, but will not want to edit anything out. That's true. And I think you can follow him at Kirkman Brandon. Yes, you can. Spelled at K-I-R-K-M-A-N-B-R-A-N-D-O-N. He's, he's a very funny boy. Thank you. <laughs> Am I supposed to recommend yes. something? Oh, yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Brandon, very, uh, Martin very rudely skipped over you, but yes. Yeah. Well, I figured y'all would go, and then I don't Yeah. Know. There's not really an order, I'd say. Yeah. It's I recommend uh, this new up-and-comer filmmaker uh, named David Lynch. Oh, nice. He's got a Kickstarter. He's trying to get his first film made. I don't know what the link is, but uh, yeah, just yeah, check him out. He's really uh, he's got some interesting work. Uh, yeah, that's all I got. I think you can find it if you write any combination of letters backwards on a chalkboard. <laughs> That'll take you right to it. Didn't yeah. David Lynch open that chain of restaurants with those girls in the short plaid skirts, Twin Peaks? Yes. That's yeah. him. Mm-hmm. That's the same guy. Same yeah. guy. That yeah. dude loves some Look at the press on these women here! <laughs> <laughs> Man, David Lynch impressions are really fun. I mean, oh, yeah. uh, if he opened a restaurant, they would have like... Their mouths would be taped up, and they would have all their prompts would be like in little cassette tapes. They had to pop in and out of cassette players in their chests. The only utensil you're giving is a giant spear. Yeah. <laughs> just a long, just one long spike. Man. Uh, well, that wraps up our recommendations, and then we get to get plugs. I have two plugs this week, by the way, guys. I started a newsletter... That you can find at tinyletter.com <laughs> slash Brandon Kirkman. And then also from my other plug, follow me at Kirkman Brandon. Booyah! <laughs> so so that, that. that was the proper website for the newsletter this time? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> okay. I've got nothing going on, so I don't really have any plugs. But a uh, few... I've got a cute cat that I post pictures of on Facebook sometimes. It's very cute. Yeah. He's really big. He's, we just moved to a new apartment, and so he's getting used to it, getting used to living with another cat. Oh, wow. Yeah. How are they getting along? Oh, uh, they were kind of not getting along best the first couple of days, but I think they're good now. Yeah, you're going to come home, they're going to be spooning together eventually, and you're like, oh, that's cute. Oh, eventually. I ho- that's my hope, <laughs> yeah. that one day we'll get to get a picture of them laying on top of each other. Yeah. Mm. The ultimate plug. Yeah. Cute cat pictures. Um. <laughs> Martin <Hardner. laughs> Oh, Luke made, <laughs> Luke made a big fucking deal about it. Skipping had it before. Well, now we gotta keep it the same order. So yeah. you should go now. <laughs> Man, this is a good one. Uh, I want to go ahead and plug Brandon Kirkman's Twitter. <laughs> nice. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! <laughs> um, and I also want to plug the uh, Cupcake Comedy Cabaret. It's Woo. a it's a showcase and open mic that happens every week at the Gallery Cabaret at. Uh, 2020 North uh, Oakley. Very good cupcakes. Yep. Oh, thank you. Yeah. And I feel like this is the year for it, because last year was really great for cupcakes. Oh, yeah. keep going up, baby. Hell yeah, we got posters, we got buttons now. I'm going to stop getting high before every show. It's going to be great. <laughs> yeah. I thought you were going to say, because last year sucked. <laughs> yeah. Last Fuck year that shit. <laughs> oh, no, last year was great. Yeah, man. Well... That brings us to your fun last room. plug. It's, an awesome, it's a good room to come to. Um, y'all can follow me on Instagram. Oh, <laughs> My nice. name is at sweating. It's a really good name. Um, you can request me and I'll probably deny it because I'll be like, I don't know who the fuck this is. <laughs> <laughs> um, otherwise, I'm trying to start a movie club called Help Hank Help You Watch Movies. <laughs> I'm Hank. That's what uh, yeah. some people call me. 
Um, basically, the idea is, like, I haven't seen a lot of very classic movies, so I'm trying to get other people to watch those movies with me in some way. Uh, Have you seen... Knock a classic off the list tonight. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Have you seen 2001? No. Dr. Strangelove? Yes. Okay. Now we're getting somewhere. No. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah, that's been on my list. Mm. The Shining and uh, Blade Runner are really... Uh, Airheads? <laughs> Wait, is it... Oh. The Brendan I... Fraser vehicle? Yes. I don't know. Brendan Fraser, Steve Buscemi, and uh, Adam Sandler? No. Adam Sandler was in that? Yeah, he was the drummer. Oh, shit. I didn't realize that. It's, it's a good movie. Airheads. It is. Michael Richards is in it, too. Oh, wow. While he was still on Seinfeld. There's that oh. weird uh, plug, or not plug, what am I referring to as a plug, boy, boy. There's a weird line in it, too, where that one part where that's like, I was addicted to jerking off. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, Brandon, that's a plug for jerking off. Yeah, thank you. I was going to plug Hank Stryker, because that's such a powerful name. I always like it when I hear that fully. <laughs> it is, yeah, it is very powerful. Yeah, it sounds like a hitman. Yeah. That never misses. <laughs> yeah, you it's actually a movies. character from Tekken. Yeah. Tekken, that's a video game. Yeah, right? it's a fighting game. You sound so, like a fighting game character. Sounds like a cop from a TV show in the nineties. I'll take that too. I'll take all no. these. Yeah, <laughs> could do anything now. I have a boot knife and lead a gang and a kind of movie club. I mean, things are really looking up. For Not me. even a joke. Before we started the podcast, is a little Christmas gift for Hannah. Martin gave her a boot knife. <laughs> what a great boot game. knife! Yeah. If you're gonna start a gang, you need a boot knife. That's true. Yeah. Very they never see it coming. Yeah. All right. Well, that brings us to the end of the God's Little Podcast. And guys, I have a proposed new sign-off for this, which is, may all of your Godzillas be white. I don't like that. I don't like that one bit. <laughs> I don't either. <laughs> I want to do like a search for a good sign-off. Maybe this is the year where we just do every episode until we have one that feels natural. Yeah, that works. Then may all of your Godzillas be whatever color they may be. <laughs> God fight, God night. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, like from Celebrity Deathmatch. Mm-hmm. Hey, do you have any recommendations? No. <laughs> How about that? Just no. <laughs> no. And this is guy, that's the Pazuki signing off with, nah. Yeah. <laughs> you fellas want to say goodnight? <laughs> nah. <laughs>